Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO. We are going to cover some methods that actually work in 2022. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with an ACO expert, Roberto Hever. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, big pleasure. I love to speak with my colleagues to, to learn something new, to think how I can change my strategy or how to adapt or innovate because we know that ACO is a quickly changing world. So we need to find something new as usual. Uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about SEO. Um, I, uh, I've been in the industry for 21 years. Um, I uh, worked for a large hospital network, uh, doing all their uh, SEO and, and paid advertising for them. Uh, I did that, and then I went freelance uh, probably about four years ago. Uh, and have have any look back <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, can you tell how you uh, why you decided to switch from uh working for someone to freelance uh yeah uh, what kind of decision is this because i i often get this question how to start my own business how to go to freelance how to find first customers any insights about that sure i mean i i came from a big corporate in atmosphere and in and it was in a, a situation where we spent more time in meetings than actually getting the work done. You know, uh, we had to, you know, if we wanted to move a H1 tag or change an H1 tag, we had to have a meeting about it. It was, it was just, it, it was, it was just got to a point where it was just not for me. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I, I had so much knowledge that I could give them and, and wasn't able to get things executed at, uh, exponentially. And it was just, they weren't getting anywhere fast. I mean, it was kind of crazy. So I went on my own. I started to, uh, focus on the legal industry. I, I had some legal experience in the past and, and did, uh, really well for the law firm, taking them from a quarter million of dollars a month to, uh, $1.8 million a month in six months time, uh, just from the SEO work and I was doing for them and the paid stuff. And then, um, I found that to be a niche that I was really good at and I can do pretty much any website, but I really got into that and, and loved it. So that's where I've been focused mm -hmm. on yeah. working with law firms. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Let's talk about, uh, SEO strategy. Can you tell how to create the right strategy that can increase results, bring, uh, new sales traffic, because you mentioned that you, you could increase. Uh, from a million dollar to eight million dollars uh, any insights how to find the right strategy because i see webmasters often use generic methods uh chasing high volume keywords it's hard it's hard to get results it's hard to overcome wikipedia many other websites in the top 10 and it's hard to create content with uh, generic topics any insights how to find the right way yeah and it, it's very hard for someone starting out in the industry because you watch all these different videos that are, you know, you see on YouTube on how to do SEO and it's always little small pieces of the puzzle that 
they teach you. It's you, obviously you can't teach them everything in one video because it would be a very long video, but, but you, uh, I don't think a lot of people understand that, that, uh, when they're watching these videos that, you know, you're getting bits and pieces of it when you go through these videos. So you want to make sure that you, you take it for what it is. It's not the end all, you know, the, the magic bullet when you're watching these, you know, how to do title tags or, or, uh, link building and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, that's where I feel that, uh, a lot of people miss out. There's also a lot of bad information out there. So, I mean, it really depends. Are you talking about a new website or are you talking about a, an existing website? Cause it's, it's a different approach for each thing. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, I know about that. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, a new website and then we can, can cover something about, uh, existing website. Well, every website really starts out with finding out what the client's goals are. You know, are they trying to generate leads? Are they a SaaS business? Are they, uh, uh, you know, a plumber, a lot of people use plumbers, for example, but, uh, you got to do keyword research and, and, and look at your competitors, find out who your local competitors are, and then you build out, you know, the keywords you're you're going for, and then you want to make sure that you set up a good site structure. It's almost like a, a person building a house. So a person building a house, you want to make sure you have a really mm -hmm. good structure before you, or, or foundation before you build those walls and put the the doors and everything on. Because you want to make sure it doesn't fall. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. so you, yeah so you, so you gotta have a really good site structure and uh i mean it's extremely important um the way it lays a site lays out uh the categories the you know everything so it's it really starts out with that and once you have a good site structure and layout then you go into making the content and making sure you have a really good content writer or you know if you're a writer yourself um and create good content and then mm -hmm. it, you know it goes from there can, can you tell about creating good content i i you know i often get uh, something how to create high quality content it's important to create high quality content create less but quality yeah uh people are mad about quality but it's subjective uh, you know, nobody yeah. knows uh, how to estimate this quality. Of course, we, we can estimate, uh, but we have no metrics like uh, volume, like uh, domain authority. So we see the number, but here we don't know the number. Your insights, how to create this high quality content? Well, I mean, you could read, like I personally, when I, I use content writers to write my content, but... I don't look for SEO content writers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is basically yeah. what they do is they go in and insert keyword in a million different places and the content comes out terrible. So I look for just straight up writers that they could write books if they wanted to. That's the people I go after because you first you want to you want to have you want to write for people not for search engines. And a lot of people mm -hmm. back in 10 years ago you, that would get you could get away with just inserting a bunch of keywords and stuff. So it's it, it's just not something you could do anymore. I mean, Google's gotten a lot smarter since then. So you want to make sure that the content. A lot of people use different structures of content. So they use the ADA. Uh, ADA is my favorite, but then they have the EAT formula, which is different writing styles. But I've always stuck with ADA, the writing style ADA. You can look it up. It's called the ADA. Um, 
writing style, but uh, it's I've I've found it to work really well. And it, it's basically your your you know you got your your call to actions, your uh, the uh, what you're offering, and and all that stuff. So it's it's just a it's to me I've had a a, a much better uh, results from using that. Uh, can you tell more about Ada? Uh, because if someone is not familiar with that, uh, what kind of parameter and how to consider uh, in your uh, content creation process? Um, well, I don't remember what it stands for, to be honest with you. Um, let me pull it up. Yeah, okay. Uh, Go ahead. It's called the Ada model, and it stands for attention, interest, desire, and action. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's very similar to the EAT formula, but when you most of my clients are lawyers so you want to mm -hmm. get their attention their interest and and solve their issue which is you know a lot of them are personal injury lawyers so they were in a car accident so you want to touch on that and what you can do for them um and, and it's very different from like an e-commerce site so it's you know it's a, it's a different approach for depending on what your client who your clients are Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. Google ranked our <laughs> content. Everything was fine, but things changed many times. <laughs> Google updated the algorithms. And today, yes, I don't cooperate with copywriters uh, and usually search for experts who know the topic. And you mentioned about uh, this niche. Uh, uh, can you tell uh, how to find the right lawyers who can create awesome content, uh, who can create content that people uh, want to read, uh, considering this parameter Ada, because I know what is attention and uh, many, uh, you know, uh, for example, on Google, we still have a lot of uh, bounds when people uh, open and bounce for a few seconds. Uh, uh, we have the same issue on LinkedIn, on YouTube, everywhere, because people uh, uh, are looking for uh, simple uh, content that it's not hard to consume uh, but when they open many websites uh, yeah it's hard to get their attention can you tell more about uh, how to catch attention how to hook their attention and give a solid reason to consume the entire content uh, by cooperating with experts um well first off I, I never have a lawyer write the content because they don't write on the same they've they write like a lawyer <laughs> you know so, <laughs> um i always have content writers write this stuff for myself um mm -hmm. the 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 way you get their attention uh other than content you can add videos you can add uh like a chat feature to so the clients can talk to the to the law firm immediately um and one thing that goes un that missed a, quite a bit is call to actions. Um, throughout your content, you should have something that stands out to to hook them. You know, whether it be a product or a service, uh, and you've got to get them to make that. You know, complete that goal you have for that particular client. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, uh, can you tell your process how to? Uh... 
I don't know, like how to manage people who create content, writers, editors, designers, web developers, because uh, content consists of many elements. It's not only about text, uh, it's more about uh, uniting all of them to create a piece of content that people want to consume. Sure. And one thing I do with my lawyers is obviously they all have blogs. Um, one thing I do there is we, we bring in more people with the blogs and we also uh, which is a big part of SEO is internal linking, uh, making sure that there's links to the topics that those people are interested in. Um, and, and that's another thing that SEOs miss out a lot is internal linking. It, it is so important. Um, it, it's almost as if not more important than linking external links. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can rank a page that has no external links as long as you have a good internal linking structure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, uh, for me, interlinking is the most uh, important link building <laughs> campaign because uh, it's the easiest too. <laughs> yeah, easiest because you control it. You yeah, own exactly. this strategy. You don't need to reach out to others uh, to use PR, many other things. Yeah, just uh, interlink from existing pages related to your article or page. Uh, and it's not hard. Just find related pages on Google. I, I usually search for my domain with uh, related keywords, or I know these pages, I just uh, link from them. Uh, yeah, many, many different things. Okay, let's talk about um, parameters like uh, keyword difficulty, volume, and many others uh, that are related to keywords. What do you think about these parameters? Because you know, uh, many marketers have different opinions about that. Some of them uh, consider keyword difficulty uh, some of them tell no Google uh, doesn't have this metric we don't need to consider it from your experience do we need or not we do I, I believe they you know the thing is a very common practice for agencies and stuff is they go for the low-hanging low fruit immediately so they'll, they'll go for the less volume more uh, long tail stuff that they can rank pretty quickly um, but you really have to let's cause I like at the field that I'm in, a personal injury lawyer is probably one of the hardest things you can rank. Um, and it, it you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult. And most of my clients rank in the top three simply because it, it's an ongoing process. Like we were just talking about with internal links. Um, you write tons of blog posts, linking back to those, those pages, the important pages. And, and that's a big part of the blogs is you want people to read them, but you also want to make it as easy as possible for them to get to uh, those, those pages. And, mm -hmm. and for per personal injury, uh, it can take a few links, quite a few links, but you want to make sure they're quality. Um, you don't want to go out and go to Fiverr and say, give me a thousand links. You know, <laughs> you want to, mm -hmm. uh, work hard at that and it, it is the most that's probably to be honest with you i've been doing this for a long time and that's probably the thing i hate the most is getting backlinks because <laughs> it's so time consuming um yeah. but it, it, it it's a necessity and a lot of local businesses can start out by just doing things simple like uh local directories like your yellow pages or your uh those type of things that that can give you a good start it's kind of the seeding, seeding the page, you know, giving it 
what it needs to get started and and then start you know reaching out to your other blogs and stuff like that but yeah by the way i don't know uh, uh people still can buy uh thousand links on fiverr so they have the services <laughs> because I, yeah, the last time that i've seen uh, it's not because uh i, I don't know uh, i didn't check out for a long time but uh yeah the last time i've seen about that like many years ago <laughs> on the fiverr <laughs> probably a, yeah yeah it's a big misconception too that you need a thousand links on a page to, to rank and that's not the case at all Going back mm -hmm. to internal linking structure, if you're linking to the important pages and you've got, you know, you, I've had personal injury pages that ranked with only 10 backlinks to it, but they're high quality, like, you know, five, uh, 50 and above domain authorities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know some webmasters uh, who uh, don't use any link building and they have a million traffic. And I check out this uh, website pages and got it. They can create links worthy content that uh, earns links naturally. So without any link building, <clears throat> they create a lot of content at scale. Nice. And I ask them <clears throat> why you don't use link building, and they reply to me in the first stage. We don't know anything about link building, so <laughs> it's not our strong side. And the second, uh, the budget that we can spend on link building. We spend to create much better content, high quality content. So when we have high quality content, uh, <clears throat> Google has no other choices, you know, to link this, to uh, rank this content because it's much better than existing. And uh, I think, yeah, link building is important, but uh, content is more important than link building. Without yeah. content, you For can't sure. get any results. So, yeah. Uh, can you tell about technical optimization? How it's important today to optimize websites with page speed uh, and any other errors on Google Search Console? Because, you know, uh, I see uh, a big issue when webmasters are trying to fix anything to get 100% uh, green line by page speed and size. Do we need to do it from your experience? Um, yeah, the, 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 that is extremely important. I mean, it's like... On the technical side, you have, you know, one thing, I also build websites as well. So, like, you want to make, especially with new websites, you want to make sure, I mean, a lot of people's answer to things they want on their website is a plugin. And that's probably one of the worst things. You really have to be a minimalist when it comes to, if you're work, using WordPress, obviously, um, to be a minimalist on that. And if it's something you can possibly code yourself, which I like to do, uh, and try to find things that don't use JavaScript because JavaScript is very heavy on your website. Um, uh, it, it's extremely important. I mean, other things that I like to do on almost every website I do is, and I've gotten a lot of traction from is schema markup, uh, using schema to, to bolster your pages. And you want, you want this because in the search engine results, you don't want to just look like every other link that's on there you want to stand out you want to have review stars you want to have uh pictures and anything to enhance your your um your search engine results so that you stand out and, it, and it's been proven that you know i would say an average of 30 percent increase in your click-through rate just by implementing schema mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah interesting 
uh okay let's yep. talk about uh about another aspect that it's very important today user experience because you started our uh podcast uh, by sharing that it's important to have uh the structure the right structure uh and can you tell how to fight the right structure how do i know that this structure is uh user friendly uh and uh, yeah it will provide great results um I would say let's uh, I would have to use something for an example. Um, let's say since I work with lawyers, let's say you have a lawyer that does personal injury, also does uh, divorce, divorcing divorces. Um, you obviously do not want to do personal injury. And then after that, you are, you know, the, in the structure of the URL divorce, obviously that's just doesn't make sense because divorce doesn't fit in the category of, of uh personal injury so you want to separate those out so that the url structure is correct so you have family lawyer divorce or or child custody those type of things are all in one kind of string so to speak so they're in their own category and making sure that that's laid out so that everything can get linked to within a maximum of three clicks you know you know the lower they're the lower it takes, the the less amount of clicks it takes, the better, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, can you tell where to start uh, to write text or uh, draw design? <laughs> because I see it's different approach from many uh, specialists, and it's like chicken or egg. I don't know uh, <laughs> what do you think about design or text. <laughs> it can be done together. I think that if you have a your structure laid out and you know at least you've gotten past the keyword research, you know what pages you're gonna need, and you can have your content person go out and start writing that content. Make sure you, uh, when you do, don't just say, hey, I want you to write a page on you know, personal injury. You, you can't do that. You really have to make an outline for each page. Each page needs to say, okay, I want uh, 1,500 words on the page. I want you to uh, to make sure you include something about the brand in the beginning, and at the end you close it off with a, a closing statement. And in between those those paragraphs, you have you know you just got to break it down for them as much as possible so that they can write something that's really worth uh, investing in. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh... Can you tell how to measure SEO results? I mean, like, it's not only about traffic, because I remember uh, someone uh, shared with me uh, after getting a penalty from Google, uh, website lost 400,000 traffic, but Ooh. this website didn't lose any sales. <laughs> can, can you imagine it? So wow. 400,000 traffic without, and without losing sales. So probably this traffic is not uh, relevant. Was, probably, was uh, it paid? Yeah. <laughs> was it paid traffic? Uh, no, not paid. <laughs> wow. That was traffic from calculators. Uh, they, uh, this website, uh, you know, the webmaster created many uh, calculators, but these calculators are not related to the main products. So people... Uh, used these calculators, but they didn't buy products. Uh, any insights how to measure that traffic will sell in there? Because it's not about traffic. It's more about how many sales we can get. Yep. 
that's that's what wins a game. Yes, scores <laughs> numbers on the board. So mm-hmm. I mean, as a search engine optimization person, uh, it used to be all about ranking, but uh, it has morphed into conversion optimization. So with the the, the advent of mobile devices, um, you obviously want to make sure you have a mobile friendly website, but you also What's super important is, like I was saying, with call to actions, you want to have on both a desktop, mobile, uh, tablet, whatever it may be, you want to make it so that, you know, there's buttons or phone numbers available so people can reach you and get to the and, and get make that contact. Um, I took the, the, the average in the industry in the industry for lawyers is about three and a half percent conversion rate. Most of my clients are hovering around 10% right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and that was through trial and error. You A-B test, A-B test. And when you're done A-B testing, A-B test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you keep testing those pages and and until you get to a point where, okay, it looks like it's it's plateauing or maybe slower, going up slower. But you you get that conversion rate up and, and, and that's where you make your clients happy because you can bring them hundreds of thousands of people in traffic, but if it doesn't convert, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not useless. Working. Yeah. Yeah. This traffic is useless. Okay. Uh, how to part- test? Uh, you mentioned about A-B testing. How to test pages without, without traffic? For example, we are going to rank them. Uh, it's our goal, but we have no traffic. How to test them? Well, I, I guess it comes with knowledge. I mean, like, you obviously want to make subtle changes to the pages. Um, and it's not really in le- it's less of an A-B test and more of a, you know, let's add a button here or move it over here or, or you know, use tools like, um, uh, what is it called? I can't think of the tool right now. But anyway, there's tools out there that let you do heat maps and record the screen uh, as you can see where mouses move and people typically read with their mouse so you can see where they're they're going and where they're paying their attention to and make those adjustments to the pages to where it fits better and on both mobile and desktop mm-hmm. yeah robert i have the question about uh seo intuition uh you know uh, i see when the masters pay a lot of attention to data but sometimes we don't know what actually customers want to get. And data, most data are generic uh, or the average data. It, it doesn't mean that uh, this data is related to our customers. And sometimes we need to use intuition, you know, when you can assume, okay, le, le, uh, by the way, I, I always use uh, intuition on LinkedIn when I post uh, because I have no special deadline, special uh, type of content. I just uh, test many different things. Can you tell your ratio between SEO logic and SEO intuition? Uh, for example, when nobody knows what exactly works, how to choose the right uh, or uh, your i don't know like balance between logic and intuition um it's everything i do is data driven like mm-hmm. um i'll go through analytics with a fine tooth comb uh, and and pull from the data i also obviously use like tools like hrefs or or uh semrush to to really pull in all that information and make that decision 
Окей. Can you list your loving tools? Uh, HRS, MRush, and any others? Um, well, obviously, Search Console, I use quite a bit. That's a free tool that anybody can mm -hmm. use and, and should be using on their website because uh, there's a lot of data there that you can grab on bounce rates and stuff like that. But the the the, the major thing is I try to stay data-driven. I, I would say 30% of the time I use intuition. Um, obviously, you want to make sure that you're you're not going after keywords that are more informational as opposed to, unless you're a blog and you're trying to give information. But I mean, like if you're a law firm or something like that, you, with your blogs, you tend to bring those people in and click through to convert. That's the goal. So you don't want to come mm -hmm. across topics of, you know, I see all the time law firms that have uh, FAQs that they mark up, but they put in stupid things like what is a personal injury lawyer or like uh, it, it's just, it's, that's not a question. If you're, if you're looking for a personal injury lawyer, it's Wikipedia. Yeah. You don't want to know what a personal injury lawyer, if you're looking for one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, not really a good question to ask, but um, so those are not really your clients, so to speak. So you just got to, it's got to be well thought out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about link building because, uh, yeah, we touched a little bit about link building. You uh, don't like, like any other process, but uh, still uh, it's important. Uh, can you tell how to find the right link building campaign? Uh, because uh, we mentioned that uh, on Fiverr you can buy a, a thousand links. Don't do it. Uh, we don't recommend it because it's obsolete. It doesn't work today. Uh, but uh, in the end, how to find the right link building campaign for specific clients? Uh, because we have a bunch of white hat link building uh, from your experience. How to how to choose the right one? Um, I tend to look for higher domain authority sites um obviously just for the the viewers that are kind of new to the industry da and uh is not something that google came up with it's the tools that came up with this or uh dr which is domain ranking that's uh hrefs um and then da is it came up was come up by ma with by moz um but the those are they just give you gauges on what's how good the site is basically you don't want to have i mean you obviously you're going to get these and they come naturally as well but you know da that's five six maybe zero so some of them are spammy websites but those come naturally those are easy to get but the ones that you want are the ones that are higher domain authority than what your domain is worth so i mean you might start out in the the 20 DA range and, or, and then work your way up. My sites are around 40. So they're like, I go after higher. Uh, it's just, that's my <laughs> methodology. But uh, the, um, to, to do the outreach, it's, it's very difficult. I use, I use SimRush for that tool. I do, uh, I send out probably hundreds of emails to different websites um, explaining you know, usually I'll pitch them on an article that I just wrote or had somebody write that I think complements their article and ask them if, if they would like to uh, link back to it to get more information. And 
I mean, there's all different kinds of approaches on how we do it. Uh, guest blogging, uh, we do that. Um, I don't do any comment stuff. I think that's kind of old and and uh, old school tactic. Mm -hmm. But uh, some people still do it. But mm -hmm. I just don't. I stay away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the question about uh, common mistakes uh, you mentioned about your experience, extended experience. You probably started with Google because in 2000, like plus 20 years, yeah, Google uh, overcame in some time Yahoo, AltaVista, many other search engines. Uh, can you tell what kind of common mistakes webmasters still do? uh but uh it's better to find a much better way and any tips how to find uh, a better way uh the most common thing is i see content like it's either really thin content or just terribly written content mm -hmm. um and that's uh, there's you have to have a standard on what you put on your website um think of it as you're going out to buy a suit you don't buy a cheap you know, terrible looking suit. You want to look nice, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I kind of take that approach with content. Um, I, I do see a lot of bloat on websites where they, they, they just got, like I was saying with the plugins earlier, um, they use just ridiculous amounts of plugins. I saw one just a couple of days ago, it had 80 something plugins on their website and they wanted to know why their website was slow. <laughs> why why well, that was easy <laughs> um, yeah and, and it's just crazy things they get plugins for but um uh just keeping it keeping your site lean making sure you're not spammy um our, google picks up on that stuff so easily now and i mean especially with the most recent update of the um helpful content that google just released a lot of sites are getting hit with that. Um, don't be lazy as far as I'm seeing a lot more, too, of AI written content. Um, it, it's even if it's AI written, you need to work on it and make it better. But uh, for the most part, AI content is just not where it should be. <laughs> and it's yeah. very easy. It's very easy to pick out what's been written by AI because it's very general. It, there's no specifics. It's just, it's worthless. Worthless content. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, I use AI tools, but I edit a lot after them. And they can help to save time. You know, when you create a website structure, when you create structure of your articles. So uh, AI tools can find uh, popular questions. You don't need to go to HRF, SEMrush. Just use AI tools, but uh, don't rely a hundred percent to them, even eighty percent. No, where I've where I've found it to really be helpful is using it for uh, writing like a description for your Google business profile, uh, mm -hmm. for your your services and stuff like that. That when you have when you have multiple locations and multiple sites, that's an easy way to do it. Uh, and I still, even though I use the AI content for that. I'll go in and make changes to it and make it, you know, better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, got it. Uh, Robert, I have the question uh, about uh, how to 
learn SEO today. For example, let's imagine you have no experience, 20 years of experience. You started from scratch, like uh, many students uh, that are on my network. They want to learn more about SEO. Uh, what will you do today to start learning about SEO uh, according to your experience? The tough thing is is filtering out the bad information with the good. <laughs> um, there's how oh, to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's so much. There's probably more bad information than there is good. Um, the 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 thing is, you want to make sure. Like when I started out, a friend of mine did it. And I, he taught me a little bit, but then I went and I read, you know, books on it. And I went from the books to the YouTube videos and was watching the YouTube videos. And it just kept trying new things. Like I built a website and started playing around with it to, to get it and learn. And, and like, because I've been doing it so long, I've picked up many different things that my clients has needed. But I've learned like video production and 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 audio and and um uh just things that would normally not be in the seo field but just kind of as your clients need it you absorb it and learn it but i spent a lot of time doing free work i did uh i did uh, meetups where groups would meet up with interest in seo i'd go to those and listen to those people um i I'd help a lot of people out um, with with their websites just to get practice and 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 practice the field. But and then learning what works. I mean, used to it for me. It used to be, well, let's try this. Oh, it didn't work. Let's try this. You know. And now it's kind of like I know what works, and it kind of goes. You know, let's do this, 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 and this. Lay it out wait a little bit <laughs> yeah. and keep going. So it's just, it, it, I spent a lot of time helping a lot of other people. And I used to sit in, I used to sit with uh, Barry Schwartz and uh, uh, Matt Cuts. if I don't know if you remember him from Google um, and helping people out. I'd sit in the round table with them and just kind of people would ask questions and we'd answer them. And it was, uh, yeah. So that's it. But I've seen it morph like you know used to would just throw 10 keywords and of the same keyword on one page and it would rank <laughs> to yeah. to where it is now so it's uh it, it's definitely gotten better for sure and i, I just wonder if google is ever going to get to the point where like okay we're done with all the updates <laughs> it's <Yeah>. perfect <laughs> Yeah, got it. Yeah, you mentioned two legends in SEO field. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's a good way to learn from them. Uh, yeah. Matt Katz is not active, but uh, right. even uh, in, in that time, he shared a lot of valuable insights. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, for example, I love reading uh, marketing books. Uh, one of my loving books is uh, from John Sugarman. He wrote mm -hmm. this book like 40 years ago. But, you know, many insights, uh, I can relate them to SEO. It's like human psychology, how to retain audience, how to write text that people want to read. Uh, yeah. Uh, and today SEO is more related to marketing than ever. You know, it's not like to optimize with uh, keywords, uh, with uh, technical optimization. It's more about to write content to create content that people want to consume 
and it's not SEO, it's marketing. No, it's like uh, it is exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I think uh, Matt Katz uh, uh, shared a lot of value even in this time because he. Uh, um, yeah, I think he pushed this industry to another direction uh, to forget about SEO. And I usually tell my customers, forget about Google. Think about human being. Then when you have content, you can uh, think how to optimize for Google. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Robert, I have the final question. Sure. What kind of future will be in SEO? Um. It's hard to say at this point. <laughs> um, I I I wonder if there's even at some point where it's going to be the web pages will be needed. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's it's hard to tell. As much as Google makes its changes, you know, I, my best piece of advice is to follow best practices. That's one thing I've followed from day one since I've been an SEO, and it's never steered me wrong. Like I, I know how to do all the black hat stuff and, and it doesn't pay off in the end, especially for clients. You know, you obviously can't mm -hmm. make that mistake, but um, I think mobile will continue to be a, a big part of websites. Um, most of my websites are 70% mobile. Um, so it's a big part. Uh, uh, there's going to be other types of devices. I'm sure VR is coming uh, I don't know if that's going to continue, Hamlet. but yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't Less really, Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm more of a, if something changes, I adapt, you know, and, and as long as you stayed with best practices, that's never going to change. You know, it's, it's always best practices really hasn't changed much. Um, mm -hmm. All these other things like schema and all that's just icing on the cake. Uh, mm -hmm. and, it, and it helps you improve, but, uh, yeah, just that, that's my best, best advice. Nice. Nice. By the way, I'm not against Hamlet or glasses or any other, <laughs> other gadgets, yeah. you know, but, uh, I, I just dislike idea from Elon Musk, uh, to make from human being to, uh, keyboards, you know, <laughs> to add something to your mind, you know, any chip, anything. Uh, I just like this idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Robert, it's a big pleasure to get on the show, to learn from you. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. Um, obviously, honestly, I don't have a website or anything. I stay so busy that I, I just kind of don't want to. I can't take any more clients. So, um, uh, just being honest, but the uh, I'm. I'm I know a lot of people in the industry and, and I've always got people, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? So um, it's just me. I don't hire outside except for content. Um, mm -hmm. I do all the work myself. So I'm kind of a boutique. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it guys. Uh, yeah. You, you can find LinkedIn profile uh, in the description below. I tagged Robert. So probably Robert will, find time you know <laughs> to, uh, to share someday on twitter my name is my twitter ah. handle so mm -hmm. nice. yeah enough. i'll i'll submit twitter as well so you can uh find all stuff uh, uh yeah if you open twitter and uh, 
LinkedIn probably. Yeah, Robert, it's a big pleasure again, you know. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, you share a lot of valuable insights. I love it, guys. You need to follow Robert on Twitter. Uh, if he has time, you can reach out, you know, <laughs> to talk directly with him. Uh, guys, thanks for listening and watching us. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.